And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista with Nathan Jones of Lamb Lion Ministry. We're excited to be here today. We have a great program prepared for you today as we're going to be talking about Black Lives Matter website unmasking this truth or lies. You be the judge as we consider looking at what the word has to say and also what this website is all about. So stay tuned to today's program. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, Lord, thank you so much for your great word that helps us discern what is true and what is false. And there's so much falsehood coming out in these times. You said it would be increasing as we got near the end times. Help us, Lord, to be discerning. So many people are caught up in a movement called Black Lives Matter. And uh, Lord, we love black people. We know that their lives matter. But as the organization truly Christian or not. Thank you, Lord, for uh, as we dive into this, open up your word and open up our minds and hearts to understand, Lord, and be discerning. Thank you, Lord Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you again, Vic Batista and Nathan Jones, as we're talking about this topic of Black Lives Matter. And I'm asking the website, so we pray that you can stay tuned and share this program with others so that they can also follow along with us. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host of the program, Nathan Jones. It's great to have you on. Hey, brother. Good to be on again. Uh, Seems like the signs of the end times are coming faster and faster, just as Jesus said. So uh, we can barely keep up what's going on in the world with our podcast, can we? <laughs> you know, Nathan, and you're absolutely right. Now, you guys have been doing a great job. You've been really uh, cranking out a lot of prophetic perspectives and a lot of other resources. Can you share with us briefly, um, in case someone is new to the program, what we do and how they can get a hold of these resources? Well, certainly, uh uh, my name is Nathan Jones. I'm the Internet Evangelist with Lamb and Lion Ministries. I'm here with Vic Batista, who's an assistant evangelist. And uh, our ministry here at Lamb and Lion Ministries is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And we do that in a number of ways, primarily through our television program hosted by our founder and director, Dr. David Reagan and myself. Uh, we also do these videos called Prophetic Perspectives on our YouTube channel and Facebook group, which is Christ in Prophecy. And uh, so we're just trying to keep up with the signs of the end times. And we do that a lot of ways. This podcast, obviously, The Truth Will Set You Free, our Lamplighter magazine, and primarily through our website at ChristinProphecy.org. Check it out. There's plenty of videos and articles, uh, newsletters you can subscribe to to keep you up to date about what's going on in the world and to encourage you in these dark times and get you excited about Jesus Christ's soon return. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much, Nathan. And of course, again, just great resources for those of you that are tuned into the program. Make sure you share these with your friends and family and continue to grow in the knowledge of Bible prophecy. Uh, Nathan, the Bible speaks about a lot of deception that is going to take place in the last day. I mean, even the Apostle Paul was talking to those in, in Galatia about a different gospel. And it seems that today there's a lot of different gospels that are being preached out there and many followers of these so proposed gospels. And in Galatians chapter one, verses six through 10, we find Paul putting forth a warning that I also think might be applicable uh, for today. Would you be able to take us there to Galatians uh, one and read for us verses six through 10? Absolutely. Uh, Paul says, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion or trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said now, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. And I am now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God 
or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Mm. Nathan, thank you so much. Nathan, one of the things that we're noticing is sometimes people think of the gospel, they just think of the Bible gospel, but we find that anything contrary to the word of God or the truth of God's good news, really it's just another gospel, another uh, form of uh, uh, deceptive news. And uh, we find that there's a lot of that going on. And, and one of the areas that we're finding really has to do with this new movement well, not really that new, but the, the whole Black Lives Matter. Now, you've done some research into this. We, we, we looked at their website, and there's really some alarming things there that individuals really need to take heed of. And I know you have a few points you want to share with us, but can you talk to us a little bit about what they believe and what's going on? This is not necessarily a Christian organization, as maybe many people think it is. Right. I mean, you're seeing companies pour half a billion dollars into it. Uh, you're seeing churches uh, put up little black boxes on their social media and talking about Black Lives Matters, and you've got to support the organization Black Lives Matter. And there is no doubt that Black Lives Matter s supports black lives. I, we all think Black Lives Matter. That's a universal agreement. Uh, it was created years ago when Trayvon Martin, uh, the teenager, was killed. And then it burst back on the scene when George Floyd was killed by the police officer. Again, universally uh, believed by watching the video that the, uh, George Floyd was murdered by the police officer, Officer Chauvin. And so there's no doubt about that. So many people looked at a what looked like a social gospel movement going, a fight for the lives of black people. Uh, as Don Lemon says, he's a CNN newscaster, that it's about police brutality against minorities. And uh, you were seeing lots of people say, oh, OK, but is that really true? And what's amazing is, is you can go to the Black Lives Matter website, blacklivesmatter.com, go right to the What We Believe page and read down through the page to understand what they believe. They're not shy about what they believe. They state it right there and compare it to what the Bible says. And brother, I tell you, the organization Black Lives Matter has very little to do with Black Lives Mattering. Nathan, that is a very good point. And we find that there are certain things that are mentioned there, part of their movement, what they believe. And it really is contrary uh, to the word of God. And, and that is a concern. And that should be something that needs to be brought up so individuals can have a better understanding of what's really going on. I mean, I do believe in justice and fairness, equality. I believe all lives matter. And of course, in fighting for um, uh, for you know, those that uh, oppose uh, Jesus came really to set the captives free. Uh, but it's it's how we approach things and how uh, we are dealing with these things that we really need to pay close attention to. So, yeah, Nathan, share with us some observations. OK, well, I mean, their mission is clear. They say right there their mission is to build local power and to intervene when violence was inflicted on black communities by the state and vigilantes. Uh, they imagine and create a world free of anti-blackness where every black person has the social, economic, and political power to thrive. They want to connect black people from all over the world who have shared desire for justice to act together in their communities. That all sounds really good when you read it. Uh, it's a reaction to a problem, and they define the problem as rampant and deliberate violence inflicted on us by the state. And this is where we get the term systemic racism, and systemic racism means a system that is structured with an unfair impact on a particular group, even if no law mentions race. Uh, they believe that state-sanctioned violence and anti-black racism is a universal problem. Uh, 
Bear in mind, people think of this as a social justice group, but they're very clear about their position that they are a political organization, a political organization that when you donate to them, the funds go to the Democratic National Convention. It is a funding platform for the Democratic Party, primarily Bernie Sanders. Uh, they say right there that their job is it's a political home for many and it's to oust anti-black politicians and win critical legislation to benefit black lives. So the first part I want to address is their view of what's called systemic racism. In other words, this belief that, that there is this racism inherent in the system, in the democracy of the United States, in capitalism, in the current police structure. And they say that they're continued to work of our the work of our ancestors in fighting for our collective freedom and healing ourselves with each other. In other words, this, there's this belief that that slavery didn't end 150 years ago with the Civil War where 600,000 Americans died to free the slaves from slavery, but that slavery, the condition of slavery remains today and that this social justice is to heal the balm or the wound of that slavery gave them 150 years ago. So it, it really sees no difference from the current position of African Americans here or blacks around the world compared to what it is in um, 150 years ago. Now, obviously, I'm a, a white guy, so you say, well, you can't have an opinion because you're white, which is a racist statement. So let me quote some of the African-American commentators out there about systemic racism. Larry Elder, who uh, is a um, commentator, he says, one of the big fake news narratives is that institutional, structural, and systemic racism remains a major problem in America, when, in fact, race has never been a more insignificant barrier to success in America. You also have uh, Burgess Owens. He says, there's nothing white liberals fear more than a God-fearing, educated black man. No, my friends, there is no systemic racism in America, just systemic Marxist elitism and evil that uses, abuses, and discards anyone for power. There is a Washington Post. Uh, they keep track of the crime in the world in their database. And this is the statistics as of 2019. There's 328 million people in the United States. The police made 10 million arrests. There were 600,000 violent crimes. And of that, 1,003 people were shot and killed by the police. That breaks down to 405 white people, 250 black people, 163 Hispanic, and 185 other minorities. Now, the police shooting unarmed people is 55 total, 55 in 600,000 violent crimes. And it breaks down to 25 white people, 14 black people, 11 Hispanics, and five other. That means that 14 unarmed blacks out of 10 million arrests, or 0.00014% of the population was police officers killing black people. So these commentators conclude that the statistics prove that the police, white police, aren't hunting down and killing black people. More white people are killed by police officers than black people. Therefore, there is no such thing as systemic racism. You know, Nathan, and those are great statistics. And I believe this is very important for individuals to really recognize and do the math. And this is why sometimes we see, rather than 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 peaceful process protests, we see a, a, a lot of nonsense going on. And I believe it's because people are not educated in the reality of what's going on. You know, Nathan, uh, it reminds me of Matthew chapter five, verse nine. The Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers 
for they shall be called uh, the sons of God. And we find that oftentimes when we see the news, this is uh, nothing, uh, there's not much peaceful about this movement either. Oh, absolutely not. And it, and it goes with what their belief of freedom and justice. If you go back to their website, uh, what their beliefs are, let's look at the first one here. It says, we work vigorously <clears throat> excuse me, for freedom and justice for black people and by extension, all people. Hey, you can't argue with that, right? And they love and desire freedom and justice for ourselves as a prerequisite for wanting the same for others. We are guided by the fact that all black lives matter. And, you know, for most people they get that far and they're like, okay, well, Black Lives Matter as an organization is a good thing. But you look at what, how they define freedom and justice, it's very different than what the Bible defines freedom and justice. Patrice Cullors, who's the head or founder of Black Lives Matters, is an open Marxist. She wants communism. She believes that freedom is freedom from God's law and freedom from democracy and to put in a communist government and a communist government will equal the freedom and justice they want. Uh, Yusra Kogali, who is the head of the Toronto base, uh, writes that white people are genetic defects and she prays to Allah that she will not kill white people. So we've got this idea, the leadership of Black Lives Matters uh, have this very tainted view of what freedom is. Freedom is freedom from God and the moral laws and constraints. And justice, now here justice doesn't mean equality or no racism. It means revenge. It means to inflict upon what they see white colonialists the same inflictions that they got from the 1800s from slavery or later through Jim Crow laws. And we always hear that Black Lives Matter is about Black Lives Mattering, but you look at the murder rate between black-on-black -black crime in all the major cities, and you look at the massive amount of abortion that is primarily directed at the black communities. Matter of fact, Margaret Sanger, who founded Planned Parenthood, planned it, uh, set it up for the purpose of trying to eradicate black people out of America. And the most abortions that happen in America come from the black community. So do all Black Lives Matters to Black Lives Matter, the organization? Or for sure, let me just call it, differentiate, BLM. Does BLM believe that all Black Lives Matter? Absolutely not. They believe the same in freedom and justice that America institutions have and the Bible has? Absolutely not. Otherwise, they wouldn't be trying to tear it down and replace it with Marxism, which Marxism is totally humanistic and anti-God. Mm, excellent point. Again, for the, for those of you that maybe just tuned in, you tuned into the Truth to Set Free Bible Prophecy Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. And we're talking about the looking at the website of Black White Lives Matter and what it really says and how we how it lines up to the Bible. And right now we're noticing a number of concerns. Our things are just not in the biblical perspective. So Nathan, that is uh, again very eye-opening, very important. And again, with they're pushing this agenda past the Black Lives Matter issue. And we're seeing here, I mean, the individuals that are heading these, they have concerning backgrounds when we're talking about uh, uh, Islam and, and that sort of thing. This is serious for America as a whole. Absolutely. It's a cultural revolution for the purpose of overthrowing the existing government. We saw it back in the Bolshevik Revolution that overthrew the Russian czar and put up a, a Soviet communist government that destroyed that country and oppressed people Stalin killed 15 million people when Mao came in and put a communist government in. 50 million people end up dying. We've just seen in our own lifetime, Venezuela, when it adopted socialism, go from a vibrant e economy and freedom 
to a dictatorship where the people are scrounging in trash cans uh, looking for food. I mean, it destroys everything touches because it's so virulently anti-God and anti-freedom. This, this what they call now the uh, cancel culture, this idea if you don't agree with them, then they will destroy your life through social media. They will get you fired. Uh, we've seen that, well, if you watch the TV show The Flash, one of the uh, actors, white actors, when he was 12, tweeted something stupid about race. And they, someone went back through his account, found something he said when he was 12, and had him fired from the show. These people will destroy everything in their path. They'll tear down monuments. They want to destroy history so they can rebuild it because they see that socialism is the answer. In other words, not freedom of opportunity, but freedom of of output. In other words, they want to see everybody equally treated the same. Now, brother, you and I know that socialism has proven that that's impossible. You cannot have equality in a free society when you are there uh, getting rid of God. Because isn't it true that Jesus says that I am the way, the truth, and the life? Jesus Christ is the truth. Uh, we see in Romans 12, 19, where God says, do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. So we know again and again that their idea of justice and freedom doesn't match the biblical justice. It's about tearing down the country and then setting it up for, as we know prophetically, the Antichrist kingdom coming. Mm, Nathan, and that's a very good point. And of course, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11 talks about the spirit of delusion that is coming. And you're making a great point. I, I mean, it's here. So this is just incredible. And hopefully people can keep the situation in prayer, but also do something about it uh, and recognizing that, hey, next time these topics come up, let's be a little more educated. Absolutely. Well, let's get to the third point then as you go through it, because Obviously, Black Lives Matter is an umbrella over a number of different movements. Obviously, we care about justice and, and, and Black Lives Mattering. We just found that the justice is really uh, Marxist justice, so therefore it, it's pushing that. But it's also pushing homosexual agenda, the LGBTQ plus agenda. So if you go to their site and what we believe, we see again, we make space for transgenders, brother and sisters. We want to dismantle cisgender privilege Cisgender is one of these PC words for heterosexuality. They don't want heterosexuality to be the norm. And it affirms black women, uh, excuse me, let me skip ahead. We foster a queer affirming network, freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking, or rather the belief that all the world are heterosexual. So it's a destruction of God's order of how he created things. After all, if we go back to Genesis 1.27, we read, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created him. Jesus reiterated later in Matthew that marriage is between one man and one woman for life. So it's a tearing down of the system that God made here about sexuality. It blurs the lines and it, it reduces genders not to two, but to multiple genders. And then you got to wonder how that helps Black Lives Matter. Or how does that deal with police brutality when it's pushing a system to tear down the natural order of binary gender that God's created. Nathan, that is a very good observation. I saw that as well. Here we have supposedly an issue with Black Lives Matter. Now we're extending to homosexuality and other, I mean, and you're right, what do the two have to do with the other one? But if individuals are not careful and they're not following along clearly what they're stating, it's they, they'll be swept away in the confusion and they won't even know what they're fighting for. 
Yeah, uh, and as Christians, too, uh, we've gotten really watered down about what the Bible says. But you can go to Deuteronomy 22.5. It's talking about transvestitism. A woman shall not wear anything that pertains to a man, nor shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all who are doing so are an abomination to the Lord your God. So you got to ask, as a, a Christian, as a church, do you support transgenderism when God does not? Uh, you can read other passages, Leviticus 18.22. You shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination to God. Uh, even the New Testament, it, I mean, we worry about the souls of those who are, are uh, homosexual or caught in that addiction. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. And it goes on and on. In other words, it's a sin just like thievery and covetousness and drunkenness, but it's still a sin. And those who continue to practice are living in rebellion against God. So God's very concerned about this. So here we again. We got Christians supporting the BLM movement, but the BLM movement is working against what God teaches in the Bible. Mm, Nathan, I mean, clearly reminds me what the Bible says uh, in Second Peter chapter two, verse one. But there were also false prophets amongst the people, as even as there are false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in instructive heresies, even denying the Lord who brought them, and bringing on themselves swift destruction. And again, this this a lot of again false prophets, if you will, false communication. And the Bible tells in the last days, we're going to see more and more of this. And this is why we encourage people, get in the word of God, be in prayer, forget about color issues, race, uh, and focus. Is this biblical? What exactly does this represent? And that's what Jesus did, Nathan. He fought against a lot of injustices, but we never saw uh, a hate and, and crime and murders. Uh, it, it was all uh, peaceful. And it kind of reminds me to the difference that Martin Luther King uh, marched on for equality in certain things. And he was a believer. He was a pastor. And we see the difference, how far that has come than, than these peaceful uh, type of events. Oh, absolutely. Martin Luther King has been ejected. He would be considered a heretic in this movement. They followed really more Malcolm X and his, his uh, we could say, riotous or overthrowing a, a type of government. Uh, let me cover the fourth part, and then we've actually got a guest who popped in here, another one of our evangelists, Tim Moore, who I'm sure would love to give the salvation message at the end. But I just want to cover one more thing on the Black Matters website, uh, Black Lives Matter website. And this is its attack on family, how it wants to dismantle the family. So we read here, it says it affirms black women and is free from sexism, misogyny, which misogyny means a hatred of women, or it just means if you do anything that holds a woman back, you're considered a misogynist. And environments in which men are centered, in other words, it's against men being centered. We dismantle the patriarchal practice. In other words, they don't believe that men should be in charge. And here's the real, real concern for me, Vic. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family. Now, the nuclear family is what God created as the foundation of society. A nuclear family is a father and a mother married to, for life with children. That is the foundation for raising godly children, and society is based on that. So here we got Black Lives Matter saying that they want to disrupt and destroy. The nuclear family doesn't matter anymore. And you got to wonder, because in statistically for most black families, one in four black families has a father at home. That means 75% of black families have no father present, no nuclear family, and the children are not getting the guidance and love they need from a father. Why would we want to support an organization that seeks to destroy the very foundation that God made? Uh, it's just, it, it's stunning. And so uh, I would say, just from reading 
the Black Lives Matter website, that no, it is not a justice organization. It is a Marxist cultural revolutionary organization which meant to destroy all the systems that God's put in place and as a we know from Bible prophecy to eventually lead to a man of lawlessness who will set up a worldwide system uh, very similar to this movement. No, no, and definitely, Nathan, this is alarming, especially the 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 part there about family. I'm so glad that Tim is in the room. Tim, hey, it's great to have you. Can I throw a question your way, Tim? Good to talk to you, yes, and all of your listeners out there today as well. Godspeed. Fantastic. So, Tim, again, uh, that is alarming, especially the family, the nucleus that holds us together. What are your thoughts behind that as well? Well, obviously, I think that this is a yet another attack on the God-ordained order for society, for human beings. And it goes back to something that was mentioned just a moment ago, that Black Lives Matter is actually a front organization, if you will, for a group of individuals who have a radical Marxist ideology. And going back to the original uh, Marxist ideology from a century ago and others who have perpetrated like-mindedness, they try to eliminate any kind of respect for the word of God, first and foremost. And secondly, they try to create division amongst people, whether it's classes of people, races and ethnicities, socioeconomic, by creating the idea that there are oppressors and there are people who are oppressed. And so what they do is foment unrest and revolt and revolution, but the revolution never ends until it leads to an ultimate dictatorship that has happened in every case where these Marxist ideologies have come to bear. Even prior to Karl Marx, the French Revolution suggested that there were those who were being oppressed and there were oppressors. So thousands of people were uh, guillotined, they lost their heads, until finally the revolutionaries turned on the original instigators of the revolution. It happened in Russia, where the, the bourgeoisie was uh, under attack, supposedly, uh, or excuse me, was attacked by the proletariat, and so they led to a, a complete eradication of all the social order that existed in Russia. They declared themselves to be atheists. And of course, that resulted in the eventual rise of a dictator who killed millions upon millions. The same thing happened in Nazi Germany and even more recently in the little episode in Seattle where they declared themselves to be an autonomous zone. There was a warlord of sorts that rose very quickly and said, I'm in charge, and now you have to do what I say. So that's the end game. And in terms of undermining the family, we've already seen the tragedies and the pathologies that have resulted in undermining specifically the African-American family, the black family. Through the years of the 20th century, even in the Depression, the various world wars, the black family was relatively intact, more so than, than Caucasians and other races and ethnicities, and that gave them a stability and a cohesion, even with all that other trauma that we were experiencing as a nation. Beginning in the 60s, government reforms under the Great Society perpetrated by President Johnson tried to, to spread out the wealth, if you will, by redistributing dollars in the form of welfare, but they came with a catch families could no longer remain intact. And so families that had a, a man at home, had a father, a husband, were actually penalized. And tragically, this was understood to be catastrophic to the black family. Daniel Patrick Moynihan, he was an academic who eventually became a famous United States Senator. 
he did a, a lengthy study where he said this is going to lead to great tragedy, specifically in the black communities and in black families. And the liberals laughed at him, said, no, this will not be a problem. But surely it has, because today that has decimated not only black families, but black communities. It has led to increased crime, increased uh, unwed uh, childbirth, and obviously all the other pathologies that that are affecting so many of our cities. And it's manifest all across racial lines. So Black Lives Matter is just another example of a wrong-minded ideology and worldview that ignores the truth revealed in God's word, tries to steer people away from God, and turn all those truths on their head. And so we, both you and I, Victor, Nathan here, all three of us, we are in a ministry that proclaims not only the truth of God's word, but the fact that the only time peace, justice, and righteousness will flood the earth is when Jesus Christ returns to reign. And so we point to his soon return, but we clamor for people not to be deceived by the false doctrines of organizations like Black Lives Matter or false ideologies like the Marxist ideology that is behind their whole movement. Mm, I love it. Thank you so much, Tim. And of course, that's why we do this program and it's the truth will set you free. And I want to uh, thank you and Nathan for sharing these truths. And hopefully people would open up their eyes to the reality of what's going on. Now, Tim, real quick, you guys did some uh, uh, a wonderful uh, set of programs, Prophetic Perspective, touching on these. And those will be aired soon, right? Yes, sir. As a matter of fact, just today we recorded several of those. Yeah, we'll have those on our Christ and Prophecy YouTube channel next week. Fantastic. And Tim, you made a good point that what changes things is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And maybe, Tim, for that person on the other side that doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, maybe they've been struggling with this or confused about the situation and they don't have a relationship with the Lord. Would you be able to share with them how they can start that relationship with the Lord today? Maybe he'll open up their eyes to see uh, the well, first of all, you need to open the, the words of God's word, the scripture itself. Don't take my word for it or yours, Victor, or Nathan's. We're not spouting our opinion. We are quoting from and, and sounding from the word of God. So that is the, uh, the source. And then, based on what scripture reveals, which is the person of Jesus Christ and the message that he came to forgive sin. And, of course, the root of all these problems we're talking about is not systematic racism. It's not the unequal distribution of wealth. It is sin. Sin exists in this world, and it is a condition. It is a systematic condition of the human heart. And the only way to be freed from the slavery of sin is to put our faith in Jesus Christ, to let him be Lord of our lives, and then everything else falls into place. So for your listeners today, if you don't already know Jesus Christ as your Savior and honor him as your Lord, you can just pray a simple prayer. Lord, I regret all the wrong that I have committed in my life, the sin, as you call it, and I want to turn back from that kind of lifestyle. I want to put my faith in you, Jesus Christ, to forgive me of my sins, to create in me a clean heart, and to make me a new creature following after your likeliness until you come again, until you call me home. And a person who puts their faith in Christ is promised to have life everlasting with the Father, with Christ, and actually to reign here on the earth with him during that period of uh, peace, righteousness, and justice flooding the earth, what we call the millennial kingdom. And so all of our message focuses back on Christ. 
Woo! Thank you so much, and what great news. And maybe you are listening on the other side and you came to know Christ. We'd love to hear from you. Give us a call, 305-992-9537. We would love to pray for you, give you a Bible, and encourage you as the Lord is coming soon. Amazing, amazing. Tim, what a great timing for you to pop in. And Nathan, I want to thank you both so much for helping us, again, unmask the Black Lives Matter website and what it's all about and also for educating our public. And uh, thank you both for joining us and again, sharing these fantastic scriptures that I know have opened up the eyes to many. It's great to have both of you on at this time. Amen, brother. Amen, I'll look forward to it again, Victor. God's peace to listeners. Absolutely. God bless you guys. And again, for those of you that are tuned in, we want to thank you for being part of the program. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, and Tim Moore. We're saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. 